Hello once again, dear listeners. This is Mark from Late Night Ramblings, where we talk about random things that cross our mind in the wee hours of the night. Today is, um, it's probably a Saturday. Oh, no, 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 actually, it's a Sunday, because um, it's already, like, two in the morning. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> we will be talking about something really important, and it's something that we all should keep in mind. It's why we shouldn't be too available. Okay, so this isn't going to be solely focused on relationships, but it could also be applied to life in general. Personally speaking, it's something that I'm still working really hard on to correct. Am I making progress? Well, I guess, because, you know, admitting it is the first step and I'm way past that. I admit that I have this problem, but I'm working really hard on it. Anyway, um, I remember this instance when I was really exhausted about work. It was like a year and a half ago. My friend, which was also my co-worker back then, um, she was giving me some earful about how I was too available. We were driving to a spa that day on our day off because, you know, we needed some pampering. <laughs> she was basically telling me how stupid I am. Or was. You know, she's like, you're on your rest day and still every time they text you about the office, asking you some stuff about work, you reply instantly. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, of course, they needed me for something. What if it's important? And she was like, Seriously, they're asking you how to find a file in our drive when they can look for it themselves and you reply within 10 seconds of receiving the message on your rest day. How freaking crazy are you? I replied, you know, you're right. I should probably stop. And then out of nowhere, I got another text message from the office and instantly without thinking, I replied and she rolled her eyes like 180 degrees and I for a split second feared for our lives because she was the one driving. <laughs> but anyway, flash forward a few weeks after that um, with a different colleague from a different department in our office. We just had a meeting with our boss. The boss was telling us about our performance and basically our tasks. And he kind of praised everyone for a job well done. Well, I was the only exception. I was behind most of my colleagues, although not necessarily late because, you know, I still haven't gotten past the deadlines. However, they're all almost done with theirs, while mine was a bit lagging. And he was questioning me why I wasn't able to do it. Or, you know, do my tasks. So basically, all I could do was shrug because I honestly wasn't sure why. After the meeting, this other colleague talked to me and she was like, You know, you have to stop with what you're doing. I was a little confused about that. So I asked her, Um, what do you mean? She told me, You know how we're all almost done with our tasks and you're the only one left behind? It's because you keep on helping us, even with all the silly, shitty things that we can do for ourselves. You made us all dependent on you. I tried it a few times, and even when you're too damn busy, when I ask you to do something for me, you stop what you're doing, and you do it. It's good because I can get to finish what I'm supposed to finish, but how about you? 
I tried reasoning with her and told her I'm glad to be of help whenever I could. But she told me that's the thing. You are too available. And you know what? That's why people take advantage of you. I mean, they probably don't mean to, but it's just that you have to take care of yourself sometimes as well. You have to learn how to say no. It got me thinking why I do that. And one of the things that, you know, I realized is because I kind of have these OCD tendencies. Like, I don't want to see notifications on my phone. I always had to clear up those annoying red bubbles with numbers. So I had to open the message and they'd see me open the message. So then I feel compelled to reply. I always feel anxious like if I don't reply, people would think that I'm deliberately ignoring them, which I don't because I try my hardest to be there for everyone. Thinking that, you know, probably when the time comes that I'm the one who's going to be needing some help, I'd probably get it. Which, not to sound too salty, I don't. And seriously, it's not their fault. It's basically how I trained them to treat me. Okay, so I'm not trying to sound like a goody saint Mother Teresa-like person, because I'm not. Although, yes, of course, having a kind heart is also one of the reasons why we do things like that. But all I'm saying is that sometimes, it's this feeling of you know, extreme anxiety that keeps on creeping in our heads, telling us things that may or may not be true. And to some people, like me, those voices in our heads actually win. So we have no choice but to be available all the time, which, quite frankly, I had learned not to do the hard way. It's not like it's bad to share support to people and, you know, be available to them when they need you. Especially with your partners. In a relationship, it is indeed important to be there for your partner whenever they need you to. That's just, you know, basic relationship rule. However, when you become too available, it just doesn't bode well for you. The thing is, there's a difference between just right and too much. And I think no one will argue with me that anything in excess is bad for you. So here are a couple of things that we should keep in mind why we shouldn't be too available. The first thing is, you should remember that people lose interest in you when you're too available. When you're like there 24-7, you don't give someone the chance to miss you. <laughs> Seriously, like, stop being in your face kind of person. It's like, when you're always too available, your presence just isn't that appreciated because you're a constant. Some people or things aren't, and so they give time, you know, or, or, or value to something that might be gone in a snap. You, on the other hand, you're just there, like forever there. Kind of like the constant meal in the menu of a restaurant as compared to the special of the week. You're still great and amazing, just that not that special. Second thing to remember is when you're too available, people take you and your needs for granted. Not only in a relationship, but, you know, everything else in your life. 
others' needs or schedules will always come first before yours because they know that you can and you will always, always adjust for them. The last reason that you should remember why you shouldn't be too available is probably the most important reason of all. When you're too available, you lose your self-worth. I remember the last time I was in a relationship. I was always like, hey, I'm available anytime. I'm just here. Don't worry. I know I know you're busy, so just text me when you can or call me. I'm not going to bother you, but I'll always be here. The hell if I'm doing anything. You know, even if I'm with other people or doing something important, everything will be dropped once I get that notification I'm so desiring. It's like being, you know, being in drought in a desert, waiting for a slight chance of rain. Every single drop felt like manna from heaven. I felt as if I was a beggar, waiting for scraps to fall from the table savoring each tiny grain of food that I could get. It sounds pathetic, but when you're too available, you reduce yourself to something less than what you're actually worth. With everything considered, what are we to do now? Well, first things first, we have to train people how to treat us. Stop acting like a doormat so that people will stop walking all over you with their muddy feet. Stop acting like an all-around guy that people call when they need any kind of help or fixing. Stop looking at your phone all the time, waiting for a text or a call that may or may not come or may or may not be important. Get to it when you can. It's not a crime if you let a few minutes pass or an hour or two. But just stop. Which leads me to tip number two. Tip number two, go get a life. <laughs> this one is something that I'm still struggling with, especially nowadays when it's a little harder to get a life. But you know what? You can start doing something for yourself. It doesn't have to be very big. It, it just has to be something. Start playing games on, on your Xbox or PS4 or mobile games. I don't know, uh, read a new book, try out a new recipe, or work out. Why not do some gardening? Or, I don't know, rearrange your room, clean it up, try learning a new language. Just get a life. When you start working on things that you do for yourself, people find you more interesting, desirable even. Yes, it's, it's a little difficult to start at first, but once you get a hang or routine of doing something, then it'd be easier eventually. And plus points, you get to learn something new. Start a podcast like this, or a vlog, whatever. Just do something for yourself. Keep in mind that those things that you do are important as well. And don't just drop with whatever it is that you're doing just because someone texts you or call you. You know... Unless, of course, it's too urgent or something that really can't be ignored. Just as you are teaching other people how to treat you, you are also teaching yourself how to treat yourself better. And that leads to the last tip.
learn to love yourself. How do we do that? We love ourselves by learning how to value our own time, our own space, and give importance to our needs first over other people. Some may say, isn't that selfish? But not necessarily. You know, in nursing school, actually for those who don't know, I'm, I'm a nurse BTW, we are taught that during an emergency, you are to save yourself first because how will you be able to help others when you know you're already dead yes the ultimate goal in life is to find happiness and spread it love and be loved at least that's what i wanted to think but how can you love others when you don't love yourself how can you give something that you don't have learn to love yourself first learn your value Know that you are worth it so that you don't reduce yourself to waiting for scraps and settling for whatever it is that people can give you. When you know your value, you don't settle for just anyone who can give you crumbs. When you value yourself, people would also see your value and if they really want to be in your life, they will rise up to meet that value and give you the things that you truly deserve. Tell yourself, I am worth it. I deserve love. You know, words have power. And when you keep on telling yourself that, even if you don't believe it now, eventually you will. You are worth it, and you deserve to be loved. To wrap this up, it's not really bad to be available for people. It's not a bad thing to support people around you and to help them as much as you could. And most importantly, it never is wrong to try to be the best person for your partner. What's wrong is when you become excessive in all those things that you lose your way. Remember, people can be trained. Things can be learned. You train people how to treat you so that people will learn how to treat you. You train yourself how to act your worth and eventually you'll learn how much it is that you're really worth. If a person deserves to be in your life, they would learn how to treat you rightly. And if they don't, then there's no need to ask if they deserve to be in your life because you already know the answer. So that's it for tonight, my dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you like it, please subscribe to my channel. Follow me on Instagram at YouJustGotMarked, Y-O-U-J-U-S-T-G-O-T-M-A-R-K-E-D, or my Twitter at YouJustGotMark without an E-D. Let's hear your thoughts about it. I hope you're all having a great day or night, and remember, you are worth it. Love you all.